It is the home, 740 The Fan. Good to have you on board on a Thursday edition of the Jack Michaels Show. Jack and Brad in studio today at our uh, palatial studios in South Park. We, we are probably the only studio on the planet that has that thing in the corner, which was purchased. The Jiggler. The Jiggler, the Belly Jiggler. That is a 1950s exercising piece of equipment that Joel Heidkamp and Perry Miller from Wobbin purchased on an, uh, on a KFGO radio show, uh, the the equivalent of a, like a, a swap, you know, these the, the Swap old, shop? Yeah, the old swap shop. Oh, and, I love swap shop. Aren't those, those were like the, we used to do those at another station that I was at. I'm sure yeah. every station you've been at, you have that swap shop. I, I've never did swap shop. I've done a lot of things in my radio life, but I've never uh, had the, uh, never had the pleasure of there, hosting swap <laughs> shop. There's nothing more Americana. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have to keep AM radio. We I got it. That's swap right. shop. That's exactly. That would be. I'd be in the front steps of Congress until you got a call and said, "I got a seventy-two start swinger. <laughs> what do you want for it? Whatever. Best offer. I got a muffler. I got a muffler for what? <laughs> I just got a muffler. <laughs> I got a. I got a sandwich that I have for sale. So yeah, that came up, but a guy had a uh, a belly jiggler, and the the Joel uh, Joel just thought, well, I got to buy that. So $20, we got this archaic machine in here with a belt you put around your waist. You flip the switch on, and it it, 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 it jiggles. And Brad and I have always looked at that thinking, eh, did that do more harm than good? It would, it came I, I came in here. I remember I went to lunch, and I came back, and there and there, I was like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing in my studio, and what in God's name is that? Jack Michaels show, baby. This is my house. We can have a belly jiggler in here, Brad. Then we're going to have the Suzanne Summers uh, thigh thing. master. Thigh, no, there was a different one. You oh. sat on it. Uh, what was it? I was in college at NDSU, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning when everybody purchases things on TV that look good. It was uh, you sat on it and you did ab crunchers. It might have been the ab cruncher. I remember my college roommates going, and I purchased it. I, I ordered something off television and I saw Suzanne Summers. Uh, doing on that. And uh, two weeks after it arrived, my roommates came home and I was using it as a chair, eating uh, sour cream and onion potato chips with it. But it was the ab cruncher that was going on. Good to have you on board today. It is a busy day. It was a fun day yesterday. Twins win. Red Hawks win yesterday. That was fantastic. The bats got going for Minnesota in a timely fashion against Houston. They win the series against the Astros. They're heading home to begin a four-game series tonight uh, against Cleveland. So this is a good timing. It's a feel-good. Pablo going tonight. Maybe Lopez can set the tone, and, and good for the Minnesota Twins. The Fargo-Moran Red Hawks rebound from a, a, a day-one loss against Sioux Falls. A five-run second added five more in the eighth, added a couple of individual runs in between. A dozen runs put on the board for the FM Red Hawks yesterday, as heard right here on the fan. Leo Pino, Homer, Evan Alexander, four RBIs. You can tell, as Chris Coe says, as Charlie Manuel always told him, June 1st, hitting season. So they got her going on May 31st yesterday, but we have turned the corner uh, today. Busy show, Justin Gard uh, joining us at, at 1220. Gard's he doing like quadruple duty today because he's hosting Bumper to Bumper uh, again today. But Gard's will be along uh, around uh, 1220 this afternoon. And then uh, 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 Donnie Schatz, uh, of course. Donnie Schatz, uh, big stuff coming for Donnie. We'll, we'll tell you more. Uh, Ten-time champion and it's always nice when donnie gets a chance to uh, to join these shows so good for that uh number of things uh, pick your tournament and it's probably happening 
somewhere in our listening area today, whether it be at Minot for A and B or for B boys and, and uh, softball and baseball, whether it's in uh, Fargo or West Fargo for uh, A softball and A baseball, whether it's in Davies for soccer, whether it's in Minnesota for uh, for sexual mm-hmm. elimination games. It really is the, the culmination, the melting pot, Brad. Uh, but as, as we go from May into June, here we go. And it uh, looks like the weather eh, warm, nice and hot. Should, should be warm enough yeah, for it's folks. Nice and hot. I think we'll be okay. But uh, uh, I could say hopefully you've had a few pop-up rain showers. Hopefully those uh, stay away in most spots. Yeah, it's all it's all good. Maybe a little little uh, pop. It was easy to it was easy yesterday at Newman because uh, you could just you could just dictate the one cell that was going to go right past the right over the city. Going, yep, this game will probably start about eight o'clock. Went, yep, and we started at eight o two. So I like the ones that you can actually see, and then there's nothing behind them, and then then there's nothing left of the to fire up rain. So that actually turned into a good night last night. Something happened uh, last night, or actually yesterday afternoon, that would lead me, I guess, to our text club question today. Uh, figure out how to phrase it. But in in uh, in Geneva, Illinois, the Kane County Cougars, it's a team there in, in, in uh, Geneva, they're an American association, play the Lake Country Duckhounds. They're from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. In fact, that's where the Red Hawks are going next week. So they've got a scheduled uh, almost almost a split day night uh, twin bill. So in this in in, the, in this league, when there's a double header scheduled, it's not you know two nines, it's two sevens. Even though it's professional baseball, they do the two seven thing. So you know that's how that works. So what happened yesterday is that uh, that the Lake Country starter threw a no hitter. Fantastic, and certainly that's been done before in baseball. He threw a no hitter. And lost the game. Lost the game. And the question is, because if you do research on on this in sport, it is rare. April 23rd, 1964, Ken Johnson of the Houston Colt 45s became the first pitcher to throw a nine-inning no-hitter and lose. Now, I don't, I don't, I have researched, I don't think anyone else has done that. Maybe they have. I think he's the only one, Brad, to have thrown a nine-inning no-hitter and lose the game. There have been individuals. There have been combined. There have been pitchers that have thrown eight innings, you know, and, and lost. I remember Andy Hawkins, the uh, Yankees had. Well, I think I think he lost at, I think at the old I, Comiskey Park against the White Sox because there was some there were some errors in the outfield and some things, and he threw a no-hitter, and I think he only went eight. I look at the, uh, I, and I'm going to have to add that to my list. I, let me see. Maybe you're right on the, yeah, you're right. That was July 4th, uh, July 1st, 1990. Nice memory. Great job. Jared Weaver, Jose Erdando, uh 2008. Matt Young, Red Sox, uh, April 12th, 1992 at Cleveland. Win eight innings. So some of the historians say, though, if you haven't thrown the distance, it's not technically... A, a, no, no hitter. a no hitter. So the gentleman yesterday, it, plus it was an abbreviated game. I'm not trying to take away his. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not easy to do, but he threw his six inning no hitter. It is still an oddity. It is still rare to see a line score with one pitcher and a line that, you know, you know one run, no hits, da 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 da, and then have an L uh, next to his name. Lost the game. So I guess for the text club today, uh, you give me and Brad an unusual stat, and give a, and it doesn't even have to be sports. 
uh, give us an oddity, an awkward oddity uh, stat uh, uh, happening, event, uh, something that, that, that maybe is a little twerky and, 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 and goofy but odd. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, you know, and not the... Uh, uh, not Dirty Al Gallagher, her late friend and manager, and didn't change his underwear during his hit streak. And, you know, and, and Al's great punchline when I was just, he'd tell, Al, tell me that story. and say, well, I had two streaks going that day, Jack. I don't know. You know, that's an oddity that's going on. But if you have a stat that is kind of eye-opening, uh, that, that turns you a little bit, uh, that would make us kind of open our eyes and go, well, wow, that's an interesting uh, uh, fact or stats. So I don't know. Off the top of my head, I, sh- I know I shouldn't ask you a question without maybe having an answer, but we did have one. <laughs> Guy threw a no-hitter and didn't get a win. Well, so that's ours. <laughs> 35270. You can text it. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if anything comes to comes to mind today. Um, Is it an individual or a game? I, probably individual. Okay. You know, you know a, a player X scored 41 points without having a field goal you know something yeah. weird like i mean that. I've, I've called games where a team has not gone to the free throw line ah that's yeah. a, that's an odd one i called a game this past year that uh, they, uh, some, had, uh, didn't have a point yeah see you was yeah you was playing western right they didn't yeah didn't have a didn't have a point also yeah. same same season that north dakota scored 37 points in a quarter or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah. it was kind of the uh the old joke that pops uh, we'd share a little bit going i uh I bowled a 301. Well, that's impossible. I didn't, you can't bowl a 300 and lose. That's the old uh, joke there. Yeah, that's, there a dad, that's a dad joke. Yeah, that's a dad joke. Drop that on Rachel next time you're at the bowler. <laughs> she does like to bowl. Uh, so we got, and we'll get you updates throughout the uh, the day, obviously, as uh, the fan reaches out. I don't know. We got a lot of folks tuning in in Western Nodak and, and across the region into Minnesota. Uh, you know, when we talk about things happening, uh, from the local sp- standpoint, you also got your regionals going on in, in, in softball and baseball. Abby Dukesher, certainly, if you haven't been following Alabama, and Abby's a freshman, so, you know, she's not getting a lot of ABs. Got some early, uh, but uh, from time to time, I'll, I'll throw Abby a text and just wish her good luck or nice job. But, you know, her time's coming at Alabama with more playing. And I'll tell you, Montana Fouts, uh, that uh, star pitcher there at, my, at uh, Alabama, it's fun to watch. I don't know if I would change – uh, Sopple Brab. You know, when you watch some of these majors, uh, I mean, these they're whipping in there pretty good. You know, I get it. The batters are are, are, are trying, almost running out of the box just to make a little bit of contact mm-hmm. to beat the throw to first. Uh, the fences, I get it. I mean, I, I don't live too far from Mickelson. I understand they're 200 feet. I think it's too close. I Would you change if you could? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you tweak a little bit of softball now? When you maybe move, move those the back, fences yeah, back, move them back a little bit. Twenty-five. Maybe even move the mound back a little bit, just to encourage. You know, if you're going to move the fences, maybe move the mound back a little bit, and maybe you can encourage a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to turn it into. Big, big, I maybe big. move the fences back because there are twenty-five. They, maybe they are close or too long. I'm feeling what they are at uh, Thurlton. I think, I think like, it's two ten down each line. I I, I yeah. can look it up. It, it is. A, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean it's you know it's not uncommon to see two hundred six, two hundred four, two ten. Uh, something's bigger than that, but you know some of these ladies are, you know, you barrel it up, and I, I get to be rewarded on a barreled ball. But it seems like softball, it's 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 an all or nothing. It's an all or nothing kind of sport. You're either chopping something down in an infield, or you're barreling something up, right. and it's leaving a short porch. So Thurlton Park, where NDSU plays for softball, 200 feet down the lines, 218 to center. Yeah, I was thinking it was deeper than that, but I guess not. Yeah, I get it. 
rise balls are tough to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're, you're throwing 67, 70, and then you, you follow that up with a changeup. Impossible. You could you could swing and, and lose an intestine if you'd be so out in front. I get it. It's not easy to do, but I think that uh, I think that's one thing I'd do. I would I would maybe even I'd move the fences back. And I'd maybe even move the bound a little bit back, and then that way you could kind of balance that out, and maybe we'd see some more of that going. But I love the sport. I I spent the last road trip just locked in on you know Oklahoma. Oklahoma is is so good. They got a pitcher from Papillion, Nebraska, which I believe every major volleyball and softball athlete and others have come out of. That is such a hotbed for 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 athletes in Papillion. Uh, with that's going on today at Abbey Dukeshire, the Kindred Zone. Abbey Dukeshire, they're taking on Tennessee and down 4-2 in the bottom of three uh, today. But we'll update you on uh, state uh, baseball going on as, as we move along. As I mentioned, Guardsy coming up around the corner. You mentioned something like Thompson. Thompson Tommy's uh, yes. are jumping out Let's to a big lead. Uh, Class A baseball over at Young. Wapiton is leading legacy 4 nothing. Top of the third there. Uh, B baseball at Corbett. Langdon Edmore Munich's up six to one. Last look, and then Thompson girls. Yeah, that's that would be a big surprise. Softball. Thompson was beating uh, Renville County last I looked, eight to one in the fifth inning, and the Renville County was over two seeds. Yeah, so that would, Thompson, that'd, that'd be like, an Thompson baseball is is a high seed, right? <clears throat> uh, they're the one seed. Yeah, they're yeah. the defending champs. <clears throat> and the softball is like a ra- oh, they were they're they're a, a random, random draw. draw. Yeah. So there, thus lies the uh, that, a little eye opener. Well, without over there and, uh, without the squirrels in it, uh, the field mm. is wide is as wide open, I think, as uh, as it's been. Thompson's been to the final every there two years ago and lost to Central Cass uh, out in Jamestown. That is uh, that's good. That's at the South Hill, I think, uh, complex. Correct, if I'm not yeah. mistake out there in in, in Minot. So good. Uh, the baseball tournament uh, getting underway here. Well, already underway. Wapiton, Bismarck, Langsey, and State A. Baseball, Brad. That's uh, yep. Four nothing Huskies. Top of third. Look at Wapiton. Ran through that EDC and then caught some steam. They got athletes left and right. Got some veteran leadership there. That crew. Uh, that crew of baseball players has been playing together a long time. Caden Kappas and Jackson Fleetfoot and yes. Emmy End and King and Caden Hockert and they've had a lot of success over the years. Uh, whether it be youth baseball and Legion and such. And uh, so uh, I don't think anybody. I was talking to some couple people last night. I was at the Pulse 400 games, and nobody was real surprised at Wapiton that uh, or that Wapiton made the state tournament and can make a run. He says that's they're legit. I like uh, Wapiton. You know, I'm from Williston, North Dakota, and uh, Wapiton and Williston. You know, we it, it almost seemed like not maybe Wapiton was around like the most populated part of the state is the eastern part of the state. Mm-hmm. So, but you're on the fringes. So it almost seems like in Williston, you know, you're fighting for attention because you're way on the west. Right. You know, you're way out there. You're by Montana, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. And like Wapiton's way in the east, and even though there's some population here, still seems like they're fighting in that region to rise above the metro right. schools. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's and yeah, probably more so as right. time has gone along as we've went from two high schools to three in Fargo and one to two, now three in West Fargo. And yeah, it's, that's, that's a very good point. The, uh, before we, uh, get guardsy on uh, the Fargo force, Brad have hired a coach. Uh, Brett, Skinner, uh, Brett Skinner. Yes. They're going to have a press conference tomorrow. It sounds like at 10 30 at uh, Shields arena. So hopefully get some, uh, comments from the uh, new head coach who has plenty of USHL experience, uh, some time in Sioux Falls and, uh, took a head job in the NAHL, the Minnesota wilderness. So, was uh, a, a quick uh, quick response to that hire, and I, I imagine they had to they had to probably act pretty quick because I go back a couple of years ago when Pierre Paul Lamoureux resigned, and they mm. brought in Scott Langer, who had been very successful in the NAHL down in Aberdeen, but he came in late, and with you know, and and 
That's the other thing as well. They got him in. The tryout camps are, the beliefs start this weekend as Yikes. well. So I think there's, I, I think that was probably the, one of the reasons that they had to uh, act pretty fast on this. Well done. Um, Donnie Schatz, 10-time uh, uh, World of Outlaws Sprint Series champion, joining us at 1240 today. And, uh, you know, great to see Donnie. I don't know if I would, uh, I would ride with Donnie. Like, I would trust, I would ride there, but... Uh, would you like to get around those sprints, Brad? Does that appeal? Like, would you like to just floor it and just spin around in those sprint cars? <laughs> would that be? Ooh, I, or would I, you be a little concerned? I, uh, I one time in my my younger broadcasting days, I um, <laughs> I actually did a I just, we had a track just west of where I worked and uh, did you miles, really? And uh, I filled in a couple of times, and but I felt like a fish out of water. But I, I mean, it was fun. I got a chance to do it. They wanted me to. They wanted to get me in a car, and I went, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope, yeah. nope. That's no, what I was. That's what you. I was asking. If you've driven a car, no, like, I would you not. get in a car? Not no, broadcast. I'm talking no, about. They were talking in. about having like a media race, and I went, absolutely not. Oh, I yeah, I don't. Uh, I'd ride with Brad. He's pretty safe. We've traveled around, <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> my my one thing that I'd scare is that first turn going a little too much, and then then now you're rolling. And then you're not. That's what I was. The nightmares of like, yeah, trying to taking that turn a little too wide or a little too fast. And your nachos are everywhere. (laughs) They're in the 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 windshield. The the M and M's I got on the board. They're all over the car. It's tough to get them out of the ventilation. Barbecue chips. Yeah, just a complete disaster. (laughs) Donnie coming up. Justin Guard coming up next. It's a busy Thursday edition on a on a warm Thursday on seven forty. The fan. The common man. I'm a 34-year-old listener from Southwest Minnesota, and when I first started listening to you, I thought to myself, I don't like this. My tastes have changed since then, just like how I didn't like being spanked as a kid. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan. He's the number two sideline analyst in Minnesota. Came in, you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky, I was high when I said that. But that doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You can be second. He's in the Cake Eater Hall of Fame. Cake Eater. His life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nadal and Federer wish they were this good looking. I got to tell you, that suit looked like a piece of good God wrapped up with some have mercy with a side of mm. He's the one and only Justin Gar. He's the busiest man in the business. It is the one and only Justin Gard joining his 740 The Fan. Uh, Gardzi with a quick segment here. And then you're going to turn around and hear Gardzi again hosting Bumper to Bumper. Brad and I were chatting about you had a, a good show yesterday, Gardzi, on Bumper to Bumper. And I was driving to Newman Outdoor Field and I was listening to your uh, you kind of editorialize uh, the wolves and, and, and cat and people are uh, uh, thriving into your, your e- e- in-mail or your in-mail? Your in-mail. When's the last time in-mail. you had in-mail? Your, it. Uh, your email Nailed inbox. It. I mean, it's a new term. Your in-mail. And I told Brad, I said, Garzy had a good uh, good thing about, uh, I, I'm going to, I maybe butcher this, but you said, look, uh, if you're, you're remodeling your house every year, uh, why don't we just keep it and, and live in it for a while? And it was a great little metaphor about, about I don't know if that was all in Minnesota post-divorce teams in general, Garzy, or is just specific uh, Timberwolves on that. Like, let's, let's hold Pat for a second and see what we got. Well, and really it was, it was, it was kind of a global thing because the NBA is just, like, so volatile. You know, the Boston Celtics were in the finals a year ago. They're in a game seven this year in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, like, three or four times. And now they're thinking, 
well, should we just blow everything up? Should right. we just try it? Should we try something new? I know they got decisions to make financially. I, my whole point was like when I was growing up a decade later than you um, in the nineties, not the eighties, right? Like you just, the teams just stayed the same. Like it was just, okay, Reggie Miller lost this year, but he, he and Rick Smith and Dale Davis and Antonio Davis and Mark Jackson, like they're going to try it again next year. And maybe they'll draft Jalen Rose and hopefully he can help. And then maybe Chris Mullen will come over and he can help. Like it wasn't like, and I know it's totally different and I'm probably just showing my age, but now it's like, Oh, we didn't win a championship this year. This guy's got to go. This guy's got to go. We're going to do five pick swaps with this team. Uh, we can't give him the super max. We'll give him the super max and we're firing the coach. Yeah. Like it's that's just, right. <laughs> that's it's right. hard to keep track of all of it at some point. So it was about the wolves a little, but it was also just about the league in general of how volatile it is. And I don't think they're going back, but I'm looking at the teams that are usually pretty good and they're the ones that, kind of have the stability i think at the top i uh you know growing up in the uh, second willison reference today growing up there i think to your point i, I was kind of glad when we got call waiting on the landline you know that was something that was like it took a while to get that and i think that has maybe nothing to do with you what you said but it was like and nowadays everybody's got cells removing but i i just appreciate it like oh we're getting a, we're getting another feature on the mm-hmm. on the landline you know and i was happy with that la- that call waiting on the landline Brad, did you have a well, party? You could, you could get out of another conversation. You could go, I'm waiting. You, <laughs> right. could, you could do it. And if you had a student line, that was the big thing. In, that was uh, huge. Where I grew up in China. Oh. You had to have a student line. You weren't cool unless you had a student line. Uh, those, because, those, uh, that's the aristocrats right there, right? Yeah. They, I mean, they, you, and, and the phone would be in like the back office because your dad would use it for work. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we were getting so many important phone calls, you know, at home. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> You're 14. Like, Ours yeah. in, the, in the phone book said the, the party line. You know, oh, yeah, unless yeah. unless the real wealthy people, they actually put the name of the child on that line in the phone books. You, like, I grew up yeah. in a household of three I, people. We didn't need I, a, you didn't need a part my, of No, no. My seventh grade girlfriend, Allie Williams, uh, 9224009. There you go. Student line. Yeah. Like, I knew it. I don't remember, but I think we had one. I can't remember, but yeah, that was, I think call wait or uh, caller ID was great because then you went from wanting to talk to everybody and needing call waiting to never answering the phone again. Right. That was the, the best part about it. <laughs> I'm so old. Two things. One thing, we had to dial a number to get information. Yeah, uh, you just right. dial like a, a number to you ask. The, you dial the operator, right? You dial. You'd hit it and hey, they, go. Hey, what time is it? And someone like physically was working on that. Someone was there to answer it. It's like, uh, oh, let's talk a bell open. Eleven. Thanks for calling. Thank you. You know that that's uh, was it, was, it was like Siri. I'm sorry. Have you ever picked up a landline? Well, you guys haven't, because again, but well, ever, I, I we still have a home phone number. Oh, there you go. Have you ever picked up a, a landline, Garzy, and 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 somebody else was on it? Like you're listening to somebody else's conversation. Uh, yes, yeah. that's happened before. Well, yeah. yeah, that's happened before. I, I don't remember what the occasion was, but yeah, and that was always good. Like your sister, you'd be on the phone with your seventh grade girlfriend Allie Williams, and your sister would pick up the phone. You're like, Jamie, get off! Right, get off the phone. <laughs> right. Talking to Allie. We would get lines crossed in Western North Dakota, where you literally would pick up conversations from other households, like other people in town, and then it was that decision: Do I? Is this spying or? But no, I, you know. always listen. Yeah, yeah you always listen. Yeah, right. Big brother was always. listening. Big brother's a Garzy. Garzy, by the way, threw. A, I uh, I was at the Twins game Sunday, oh, and Garzy yeah. threw out the first pitch for the was it did the you Minnesota? See it? I did. Yes, I was. I was settled in my seat as. Uh, What'd you think? Uh, fastball or wild pitch? That was the controversy. That oh, was the controversial uh, I, official I, scores. DC needed to get in front of that ball. That's what I wanted to say. 
So he, that's he a Roger pass. Dorned it, Jack. <laughs> it's a he, pass. He Roger Dorned it. He, <laughs> don't, don't give me that Olay. Uh, <laughs> don't give me that Olay stuff. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Say, with, with that game, guards the, uh, the I was the highlight between that and and Provis's kid doing the uh, the junior yep. PA. That was the highlight of what was a very dismal baseball game on Sunday. Yeah, Cooper Provis, I think, already has his dorm picked out at Syracuse University oh, yeah. for broadcast school. He's like nine. Yeah. Uh, that was great. You're right. We we hung in for that. I had the three kids. Um, and my uh, my dad and my wife there, um, and then we ran into some people that uh, the, the the kids go to the same school, and I, I asked the dad how it was going. He says we're alternating between ice cream and boredom, and we're on about the third thing of, of ice cream. Um, yeah, the first pitch that was uh, that was fun. National Tennis Month, USTA Northern. Um, if you want to go to Corpse Plus today in honor of me, that's fine. Well, I would take that. Um, you know, to help out there. Uh, I think Oliver still works out there. Good dude. And so I, that's what I would do um, to honor my, uh, my my first pitch. That's a lonely place to be. Uh, did you notice how long I was on the mound, Derek, like for my Brad, yeah. long intro yeah. that I yeah. didn't write? Yeah, yes. So they, they gave you the full fled. Yeah, they gave him the whole intro and the whole thing. And and uh, yeah, you were you were there. For Brad, a long time. Brad came back. And, oh, Brad was at the game. Yeah, yes. Brad was at the game. I Derek, can't hear your yeah, yeah, Brad came back. Brad came back, and first of all, because you had Rachel and the family there, his yeah. daughter, and and Brad said, "Yeah, game not that thrilling." I mean, uh, oh, I, my, my sweet daughter was my, about ready. Rachel to, was like, "Daddy, I'm bored." So, so you were the highlight, Garzy, for for the Anderson family. Yeah. I got to ask you this because when you throw out first pitches, you have a, a sometimes two options, and and most will tell you to step in front of the mound and not go yep. the full sixty feet six. But it sounds like you might have went full throttle here. Fortune favors the brave. A That's life it. lesson for everybody. Like you can't have fortune. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever do that again in my life, you know, because I'm not really a dignitary, you know, someone who should be doing that. I was asked by the USDA, which was awesome. I, and I was like, of course, I'll do it. Why not? Because who knows if I'll ever get to do that again. So am I really going to go? Can I look my kids in the eye and say, daddy's going two steps off the mound? Yeah, Come you on. couldn't do that. Yeah, you're you got to go for it. Yeah, Jack, like, man, you got to go for yeah, it. That's not happening. So I was glad it was straight. I was worried I was going to airmail it. And, you know, we, we went up to the high school to practice it a little bit. You know, I got some reps in just to make sure I it's kind of – I hadn't thrown off a mound since I was 12. So it's been a little while. <laughs> Arm's not <laughs> used not to that, that motion. Yeah, no. Arm's not used to that motion. In, in tennis, by the way, since you were representing all of the tennis world, uh, is there any ceremonial first serve, like uh, the equivalent of a first pitch in – Baseball, do, very uh, good question, right? It's kind of like the coin toss. The coin toss to see who serves and receives, it's just like football, essentially. And so they'll have, at, at big matches, they'll have like a corporate sponsor. Or so, sometimes it's a former player that'll flip the coin. That's kind of the, that would be the first pitch equivalent. Wouldn't be odd like an estate swim meet to do like the ceremony for just some random dude diving off the... I'm just trying to transfer the first three meter. <laughs> the first the, three meter dive. Here's Michael's face. Here's Earl from uh, here Mounds. Comes, here comes yes. Here comes Earl from Moundsview <laughs> out there. He's going he's to got the uh, ceremonial first three meters uh, in his street clothes. No mind. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a tough day. Garcia, I did bring a story, and and, and not to plug any uh, television, I guess, but Fox Nine. Fox Nine. I think we have a young lady that just uh, came out of Fargo Moorhead, the UND student, uh, the the Saquon. Uh, Saquon yeah, is good, good, little, now, good yeah. reporter, uh, talented. Going to Fox Nine. I time. watched her audition, by the way, not to cut you off. Did you I was really? In the control room for her audition, and not that I had any sway, but I said she's good. Yeah, <laughs> she 
Yeah. Good thing she's from Blaine because she would be gone um, in <laughs> like right. a year. Like she's very, very good and very talented. Absolutely. What they call maybe on a faster track, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yes. So Fox Nine comes out, and, I, and I'm I'm still trying to wrap my hands fully around this story. So either you guardsy can help me out, or, or Brad, I know you're somewhat familiar with this too. Um, but it's it's a it's an error that I believe a a track and field coach for Cambridge yep. Isanti submitted the roster for I'm, I'm assuming it's like a state sectional qualifying yep and and he left I think one like the shot putters off does this make sense to yep. you and now they can't compete yes yeah and as of now that's the decision and this meet's supposed to be tomorrow and it's interesting you're uh, bringing it up because I'm going to talk about it today oh good um the state high school league here I know a lot of them you know I'm embedded like right. I was a high school athlete I was a high school coach like I've there's some wonderful people there. Yes. Like outstanding people. Can you tell there's a big butt coming? I can feel um, the butt. <laughs> can you feel <laughs> where we're, it's going to turn? There's a button bar for you. Um, <laughs> sometimes just can't get it out, get out of their own way, which I know frustrates a lot of the people that actually work there or work in high school sports or our coaches or athletic directors or whatever. And this is one of those occasions. They just had one a few weeks ago as well where they weren't going to let some golfers play in uh, in the high school league because they had played some events out state. And the golfer said, but we asked you if we could, and you said yes, and then we did, and now you're mad. That doesn't make any sense. Uh. So they're not on a great They're not on a great roll. Those guys got reinstated. They got to play. But the way I understand this one is, and I don't know how it works in North Dakota, and I didn't know how it worked until today. I made a few calls just to go, what am I missing here? This seems like I've got to be missing something right. here. And when you submit your rosters for the sectional track and field meets, you do it in secret because apparently you can only enter, I think it's three events in each section. So if you're a great 200-meter sprinter, but you know that you know Fargo South sure. has two great sprinters that are going to beat you in that event, you might want to do the 100 instead gotcha. and hope that you'll have sure. a better chance. So, so they do all of this to – in private so that there's no funny business as it was described to me so that people can't just cherry pick where they want to go. But the also, so when it came out, here's, here's the other key phrase. Nobody does gamesmanship and shot put because there are no events, other events. If you're a shot putter, you're not doing the the 100 hurdles. You're not doing it. Like this is your event. Typically you might do another field event or whatever it is. So the same so whereas if this happened and it was a sprinting event or a running event, other coaches may have said, I don't believe this was a clerical error. I think you're trying to gain the system here. Like a strategic, so yeah, right. Exactly. And, and so other coaches may, would have probably said, no, this is why we do it. This is why we have the policy. This is why we have the deadline. So that's why they have the policy on the front end of this thing. The problem is when it comes to this particular event, there are never any shenanigans because there's never any confusion. It was a mistake. The guy just forgot everything in the shot put. He just forgot to enter it. And now you'd like to think that cooler heads are going to prevail. And now that there's public pressure, maybe they will you know, say, yeah, this isn't fair. The kids are the one that loses. This isn't an abusive policy that's in place. This was obviously a mistake. They're not going to take anybody's spot. That was the other question <laughs> I had. So if these two athletes get in, do they kick two other people out? And I was told, no, nope. they just go right into the field. And that's the way it works. Um, boy, so hopefully boy. that's what happens. I, I don't have that now. And it's just, again, it's just, it's a well-intentioned rule and policy. And I understand why we have to have those, but 
we also got to use some common sense every once in a while, especially when we're talking about high school kids. Boy, when this hits uh, bumper to bumper with Justin Guard today, that um, my imagine there's probably going to be, and not, not that that's your intention, but my guess is people are going to, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on the MSHSL. You know, well, uh, there's certain, there's already a lot. I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's probably this is how sick I am, Jack. I'm hoping that it's not reversed by the time I go on the air at three. <laughs> but I feel like it could be. <laughs> there goes that segment. <laughs> no, like, out. Uh, Paul Carl Goof. <laughs> Yeah, I'll reciprocation from you. What's going on up in Fargo today? I'll, Let yeah. us know. Also, I'll tell you something, guards. The back in the eighties, I was intended to do the shot put at the West Region tournament, and then they, it was a clerical error, and no, I wouldn't have bring that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, I don't know. I, I saw that, and I thought this is. Uh, I I thought the same thing Justin did. What am I? I feel not very wise here because I'm missing something completely on on yeah. why this isn't reversed. Right? Because shot putters and maybe they're discus throwers. You know, maybe a javelin, you know, some of the field events, and, and you're right. And, and no coach is going to say, here's my plan. I'm not going to submit anybody and see if I can get some points in that track meet. You know, that's just not right. – yeah, there's just – it's not right. It's not right. Well, and I know – like, I know just from coaching tennis, like, you had to have the lineups. If you didn't have the lineup, you know, because people mess around with lineups sometimes, you know. It, it, they call it stacking the lineups, where if you, if you know you're not going to win the four singles points or whatever, you put – you got your number one stud up there, and then you put all your other good players in the doubles. You can do that legally, but you have to submit that lineup sure. before section start. You can't just show up on on that Tuesday and go, oh, yeah, by the way, we haven't done this all year, but we're doing it now. Like, there's got to be some type of, you know, I guess sportsmanship or policy or whatever it is. And, and so that's why they have it, and it makes sense. It's just this is not – this would not be the case to utilize it, you know, by the letter of the law, in my opinion. Yeah. See, now I have something to listen to. I was uh, well, I'm filling out my book for Red Hawks baseball tonight as I tune into Bumper to Bumper. I, well, it's, I'll be I'll be busy, but I might have to podcast. That. You're calling a couple of games. Tonight. I am, <laughs> yes, because we, we have every state tournament every, in North Dakota going on at <laughs> decided once. Decided to have it all the same right. three days, right? Uh, right here, Guardsy, man, it's good to hear your voice. I'm glad the kids have graduated college, and uh, you know, you're going to be a grandfather soon, and. Uh, and uh, right. fortune favors. We gotta get over your way. We fortune favors. You way. need to get over here. Yeah, they, the the metro misses you, and the, the smoothie place is still up. You got to get here before you never know. It's on us. I'm ready. It's on I'm us, ready. brother. Have a good show, JG. Thanks, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. See ya. Justin Guard uh, joining us, and uh, Guard's in for uh, Dan today on uh, Bumper to Bumper. Yeah, it's a strange story, Brad, and he laid it out nicely. It'll be more detailed probably when he hits that topic. So but three I'm, events is that because I think North Dakota. You know, just the state meet last week, there were four, I think, was yeah. as many as you could be in. Well, Kelsey Bilquist won four, so. <laughs> right, right. That was just, then CC Daybob, I think, won three and was in a relay, so I think yeah, that four is four the max. Four would be the max, I but maybe it's, max. maybe it's, it's uh, but he, a. But little bit different. But he's right. Nobody's trying to. Right. It's, it's, there's know, no, secretly, there's strategically, no game, there's, there's on no a, a shot put. Here, right, you know, right. These poor girls, and here's the kicker, Brad. Uh, one's a graduating senior, oh. and this is maybe your last shot. You know, so I mean, it's it, it like the story doesn't get better; yeah, it gets I worse. They, they just, I mean, if dealt with the state high school league in a you know from a media's yeah. perspective can be yeah. challenging. I had a friend of mine uh, was a school administrator, retired now, but he was he served on the board, and he talked about the year he was on the board. One of he wanted to they voted on moving the state girls hockey tournament to St. Cloud. They're going to have it at the National Hockey Center at uh, St. Cloud State, and they you know, it was really proud of that. They thought it would be a perfect right. size venue for that event. Uh, all the Metro people screamed, so they had to move it back to the Twin Cities. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the intentions always sometimes mm-hmm. seem like they're good. Yeah. Donnie Schatz, uh, his intentions is to keep on uh, getting checkered flags, and that is uh, that is the man, one of the greats, uh, one of the all-time greats. Joining us next, Donnie Schatz will set the scene for the races coming up uh, this weekend where he's taking part in. There's going to be some good action. Uh, the one and only uh, Sprint Cup champion, Donnie Schatz, next on 740 The Fan. I don't think I'm uh, telling stories out of school. You just mentioned the name Donnie Schatz, and it resonates not only in, in this great state that uh, we broadcast from North Dakota, but this region. And really, if, if you follow uh, the Sprint uh, series across the nation, uh, Donnie certainly has been doing it so good for so long. Ten-time World of Outlaws Sprint Series champion. And, and, and Donnie's such a workhorse. He's probably been doing, like, media trips all day long today in press conferences. So uh, we, we welcome Donnie today to the Jack Michael Show. It's always fun to have Donnie on. Donnie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. And uh, you and I always talk, when you come on, I said, you know, you still love this because you're still doing it. You're still good at it. And uh, like, you're like, I don't want to age you. You're still a young enough guy. But uh, this this still fuels your fire, doesn't it, Donnie? You ready to go again this weekend? Well, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's careful what you wish for when you're younger because uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what's happened here as one of the fortunate ones to, to dream about doing this and here I find myself today, uh, you know, doing what it is you love to do the, and uh, racing with the world of outlaws and uh, really all the traveling and all the all the stuff. It just the rest of it becomes second nature. I know that we probably talked about this before, but let the fans know, because I know that River City Speedway and our friends in Grand Forks got a lot of folks there that just eat this up. It's a great, There's great tracks, obviously, in our backyard in the Fargo Mart, West Fargo area, obviously. But River City Speedway and Grand Forks, that, that track, that scene, what's that, what's that like, Donnie? It's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, anytime we get to come within an hour radius of Fargo, or even in the, the entire state, you you just kind of feel like it's home turf, uh, you know, because you're basing everything off of traveling on a national level. But, uh, you know, Grand Forks is one of the places I had a great fortune of cutting my teeth at um, back in the day when I first started. And it's an awesome little facility, and them guys have done, uh, you know, phenomenal things to keep the racing exciting and, and fan amenities and fix things up and uh, it's kind of great to see uh, how it's evolved and always have uh, pretty exciting races there. And We've had the fortune of being on the good side of some of them and just not in the last uh, last couple of trips there. So uh, we're going to we're gonna see if we can pull out all the stops and get back to Victory Lane at River City this weekend. Yeah, let's turn that around this weekend. Regarding tracks, Donnie, and, and, and you're in that sprint car, and obviously you you probably got you're locked out, but but are you oblivious to the to the stands? Take us through that from a driver's perspective, Donnie. Do you feel the atmosphere at all these different? My guess is in Knoxville you probably feel a little bit differently. That's a big one, but talk about that that feeling. You know, if the atmosphere is great there, you feel it as a racer. You you see it in the crowd enthusiasm. You see it. Um, when we pull in the gate every night, there's people there tailgating and camping and, and doing all the things they enjoy to do. So, um, yeah, it, it trickles down and that's what, um, ultimately we're there to compete because we love competing and racing, but yet it's a, it's a form of entertainment and, um, whether, whether you're there at the track or watching it on dirt vision, um, you know, obviously those, you know, that, that's a big aspect of it. So, um, you know, we enjoy all fronts and sometimes we, we don't get to see all the little details, but we definitely hear all the, the the hoorays on everything. Good point race right now. You're sitting fifth and just a couple of weekends removed. Do one back-to-back races a couple of weekends ago out in Ohio. 
yeah, you know, we're not in a, any position we want to be. We want to be up there racing for that championship, but mm-hmm. um, we just spent too much of the spring trying to get our speed. We we just weren't good from the drop of the first green flag and took us, um, you know, to really till the last month to get going. But we've dug out of a little bit of a hole. We still have a lot of digging left to do, but, um, you know, the, the great part is we've, um, you know, we've, we've gotten some speed. We've won a couple of races. We've been consistent and um, as it starts to get hotter, it just gets harder on everyone else, and that's when my guys seem to shine, shine the brightest. So I'm happy with that, as we got a lot of big races coming up. Um, obviously, it starts right here, you know, coming near home this weekend, and um, go to a new track this weekend as well at Ogilvy, uh, north of Minneapolis. So it's always, um, you know, pretty neat to see these these new events that we go to. Um, the first time we go to some place is always uh, probably the biggest hit you could ever imagine. So uh, be a great weekend, and uh, hopefully we can use it to propel ourselves to you know some more wins and and uh, some you know build on some more speed and consistency. And hopefully uh, when the big races come around, we can be up there and, and standing tall. When you've been the uh, the World of Outlaws uh, champion, you know if if it if it happens once, boy, do you think about that feeling of accomplishment. You'll always have that to talk about. Well, Donnie's done it ten. He's searching for eleven. Think about that. Later this year, Donnie's going into the North Dakota Sports Hall of Fame, and that's interesting, Donnie, because you know as we've just been talking about here, you're active. Uh, so congratulations on that. But being uh, in, entered into a Hall of Fame while you're still doing that, too, what, what's that feeling? I, I, I know that you're appreciative of that, Donnie, but what's that feeling going to be like? Well, it's definitely something that, that you, you didn't, I didn't see coming. I didn't expect it. Um, you know, I, that, is, that is a key point. You know, I'm, I'm still active, um, and, and that's something you don't think of going in a Hall of Fame while you're still active. But at the end of the day, I think the, the key point is, um, you know, going into a sports hall of fame, uh, as a dirt track racer, I mean, it's, it's great that they acknowledge, uh, you know, the sport as, is being an athlete because a lot of people don't look at, at race people who race as athletes. And, and you really are right. uh, probably from, from a bigger perspective than anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, just physically, but there's a lot of mentalness to it too, as, as there is in any sport. So, yeah, I'm very, uh, very excited about it. I, I, uh, honestly, I've had a few people, um, in a few different Hall of Fames, contact me and will you accept this nomination? I say, you know, how about we just hold this off? And, you know, the North Dakota Hall of Fame wasn't one that I was uh, going to do that to. So, right. um, you know, I think there's the things you, you try to, you think of them when your your days are done or, you know, ultimately we see guys going in Hall of Fames before they're 50 or before they're done as if they're deceased and, you know, they, they lost their life doing something. And that's not, you know, obviously in this situation. So I guess we can take it on a, on a positive note and, and I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, um, it, it's, um, I, I was actually at the Capitol in, in August last year and, and you walk the hallways of the Capitol and you see a lot of the, the, the North Dakota sports hall of fame athletes, uh, in the Capitol and you look at it and you're kind of thinking, you know, it'd be kind of cool if your picture was up there someday. Well, obviously, uh, <laughs> that's going to happen now. So, <laughs> pretty excited about that i think that's awesome uh for donnie donnie shots uh with us today and i don't know what the number is i, I was going to ask you like how many people do you think you have inspired uh to take up that sport i i can't even we don't have that much time donnie because i'm sure the list is is wrong i will tell you this and brad knows this name i was really thrilled a year or so ago when when a kid named layla eisenshank was was dropping uh uh, shots in from the perimeter, and, and someone mentioned that's Donnie Shots. Is so I'm curious, like of the family or nieces or nephews, Donnie, 
uh, have you inspired that that want to take after Donnie Shots? Well, obviously, there's gonna have, there's there's been a lot. Hopefully, uh, you know, the older you get and, and the more you get, the, you hope to continue to inspire more. And obviously, our sport has grown to a level where um, when you think you've seen it peak, it just keeps on going. And that's um, I guess that's that's a great thing. So um, you, I don't know that we'll ever know how many people inspired, but um, all you can do is keep keep doing that and. Um, you know, you do what you do. I mean, obviously, I enjoy it, and uh, people see that, and 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 they take pride in it. And you know, I, you said it best. Uh, just like Layla and Amelia, they uh, they're inspired by it, and I see their their work ethic in it. Not only in just the racing, but in their basketball and anything they do, they they kind of go at it like I do. So yeah, uh, you take a lot of pride in those things. Well put. I uh, you know what I'm this is this is how good Donnie is. You know, Donnie is is we talk about Hall of Fame and all this. Every time Donnie talks about his racing, he has never used the word I. Donnie, you always use the word we because it is. We'll let you leave on this because it is a team effort, is it not, Donnie? Absolutely. You know, this game is is made up by the people you surround yourself by, and you just have to make yourself one of those great people too. And, and you know, we have had the great fortune of being around great people always. And you take something from each one and – and you learn from it, and and you know you learn from your own mistakes. I think is is probably something that's most important, and that's something that maybe kind of by the wayside in in today's environment is is people learning from their mistakes. Nobody wants to to admit any mistakes, but um, I guess that's one of the little secrets that uh, secrets to success that someone can learn from. So uh, we just keep to learn from it every day, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can keep uh, staying successful. Good stuff. Uh, Donnie, uh, we gratefully, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's been a busy day for you. Best of luck uh, throughout the season, certainly this weekend. Grand Forks, she's coming. Uh, 10-time World of Outlaws uh, uh, Cup Series champion Donnie Schatz. And I'll keep ordering the 99er out in Minot every time, Brad. We've got a state tournament out there at, at, at the crossroads. And, Donnie, you go out there and win some more races. Thanks, as always, Donnie. Appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. Always fun to join you. You got it. Donnie Schatz. It truly is. I mean, when you look back, and, and as he said, talking about walking the halls of the Capitol, and we've been Rough Rider Awards and all the individuals. This state's only, what, 600, 700? What do we have in the state of North Dakota? I think we're north of 700. Somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, about 750. Well, you think about some of the uh, the impacts that, that, uh, that, that individuals have made that have gone on. And I was just chatting about this with uh, uh, when the Red Hawks were in Chicago because a lot of people there are not familiar with, you know, all of North Dakota. They're not familiar with, you know, Lisbon or Williston or even Fargo at sometimes. They're not that. And then I start dropping. I'm like, well, and then someone will say, hey, wait, isn't uh, eh, Phil Jackson, is he from? I'm like, yeah, Phil Smith. I'm like, yeah, you go a couple hours uh, there and you bump into the guy that coached Shaquille O'Neal at LSU. Dale Brown's from North Dakota, yeah. Then you keep coming over there, and maybe you zip into a, a Lute Olson. Lute Olson's for – and you start going down that road on North Dakota. You're thinking, hey, James out there, Darren Erste, national champion, first overall. Oh, by the way, Roger Mayer. And by the time you're done – and then Donnie Schatz, you know, you're thinking here's a 10-time champion on that. Yeah. Tom Hoagie now, as we talk about yes. making, making inroads. I mean, it is, it's interesting, you know, and not even that. Uh uh, Lawrence Welk. I mean, we could start, we could start branching over to other forms. So I always think that's kind of cool. Not that South Dakota doesn't have theirs. Minnesota certainly has theirs. But again, North Dakota not not a, not the largest not the largest state. 
uh, you're going to find. So it's all good. Thanks, Donnie, for uh, for joining us. By the way, uh, to get to, and take that in, uh, he is. Uh, it, it is the uh, River City Speedway coming up uh, tomorrow. It's uh, tomorrow's June second, and then in Ogilvy, Minnesota. Uh, Brad, and, and you've spent summers in Ogilvy, I'm sure. I actually called a football game yeah. in Ogilvy years ago. <laughs> that doesn't shock. This, this would be a typical Brad Jack conversation. Yeah. I, I, see, I, I know, I can, I know, know where Ogilvy's at. Look at yes. that. You could drive me right to the Ogilvy it's Tasty It's near Freeze. Malacca and Moore, I believe. Look yes. at you. That's it's kind of northeast of St. Cloud. I swear, it's been I'm, a long time. One of these days, you're gonna, you're gonna, you'll, you'll have finally like a day off, or maybe two if you're lucky. No, and then uh, you're gonna spin like the map and, and take Rachel on some random going, and she'll say, "Oh, I oh. should." And you'll be like, "Oh yeah, Dad called a football game from now, his pickup truck." Dad's been here about twenty years. Ago. <laughs> this whole thing. So good luck to Donnie and Nat uh, competing for his eleventh World Outlaw Series title in 2023. As he said, they've got a little bit of work to do, uh, but uh, they they will do so. And thanks to Justin Gard. Uh, joining us today, you can catch Gargi stepping in for uh, Dan Barrero, hosting Bumper to Bumper today, and then every tournament under the sun. Uh, eventually, good website to have uh, on the ready is 740fan.com. Brad does an outstanding job as you know brand manager. He's our dude, our leader of 740 The Fan, and I know it sometimes gets a little painstaking, but updates that extremely well. So uh, lock into that. Keep that website, and we'll keep putting uh, updates on that. And, and uh, Brad, you're calling the game tonight for what? Uh, the NF- NFHS. NFHS. Yes. And Final two games. Uh, Wapton's still ahead, I saw. 5 nothing over Legacy. Uh, Thompson softball beat Renville County. That's a final 8-1. to one. So Ooh. number two seed gets upset there. And Langton, Edmore, Munich. Leading Delax Burlington in the seventh in the B baseball at Corbett Field. It is six to nothing in the south. Top of the game. Twins in Cleveland and KFGL. Red Hawks in Sioux Falls. It's prime time. Corral Prime on the Hill tonight for the Red Hawks. Stick around. Common is next on the fan.